Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy. Whether you're a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional, a show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Moni across the pond in Philadelphia, USA. Hey, Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Really looking forward to this show as well. Uh, this show, we're going to be covering vision and beliefs, how to define it, sense check it, stay true to your purpose, make it work without having to force it into your pre-existing plans or, or work out how to retrofit it. It's going to be good. Yeah, there's a great place to start, a great place to start our Agile Marketing Action Plan season. So let's get into it. Absolutely. So how to come up with a belief system that naturally complements what you do, whether you're the CEO or a developer or working on the production line. And the reason why it's important is because if you don't stand for something, you don't stand out. And increasingly, we're in a judgmental society. Now, some of this judgmental society, as we know, is incredibly disruptive and some of it is is pure evil as well. But some of it is actually quite good. Stakeholders, customers, shareholders are increasingly questioning brands which don't have a defined moral purpose, who don't have a clear view as to where they're going to get to. And everyone has an opinion these days. That means it's easy for you to sway, of course. So therefore, you need a guiding light, a North Star, a focal point to aim for, which is all about value creation. Not profits, not profits, um, not products, not any of the elements that is going to get you there, but the overall value you want to create. And it isn't just about new companies either, is it, Sam? It's about an organic process that needs to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's some great examples from some of the brands that I think are front of mind to us, Chris. Absolutely. And uh, do you know, Sam, in the 60s, Nike's mission was to crush Adidas, uh, which which I think is, uh, is pretty strong, uh, certainly not something that we see sort of reflected on today. So uh, it's interesting we'll cover that. But Sam, why don't you sort of take us through some of the fundamentals? Yeah, so the first thing I'd do is basically define things. So when we talk about vision, definition I use makes you think about a combined outside in and an inside out perspective. So if you start off firstly outside in, the vision's about what you stand for for the world at large and for society. It's the statement of the positive impact that an organization aspires to have on the communities it serves, its customers, suppliers, partners, and yes, the big bad world out there. It's ambitious, it's elevating, and it's broad. Probably won't change so much in the short term. And then the other part of the vision is looking inside out for the organization. It's a statement of the kind of the organization that it aspires to be in the next three to five years. So it's more centered on the employees and the internal stakeholders. And times are changing. The tobacco company Altria, which has brands such as Marlboro or Black and Mild, um, Jewel, or, and some cannabis investments, their 10-year vision statement is to responsibly lead the transition of adult smokers to a non-combustible future. And that's an interesting vision, rather. Will they get there? Uh, we'll see. We'll see over time. Yeah. The, the the next piece is mission. And that's really the statement of the organization's driving force, the reason it exists, and it's it's consciousness, it's it's why, it's memory. The North Star that it makes for every decision, it tends to be concise. And then the third 
tier, third element of this is the values. And these are the beliefs and how you act and what guides your conduct. These are the principles that you can look for when you look at company statements. Um, and you will know whether you're, you're behaving in that way or you're not basically behaving that way. You can have words such as integrity and leadership, ownership, trust, or solidarity. And I like the, the solid solidarity word here because it can't, it, that can't really remain as words on the page. It's got to show up in in some sort of, whether it's social media support or actual physically joining employees or stakeholders on a march as they advocate for their rights or for, for legislation changes. So values are what you do and how you act. And clearly, as we think about all this, we can't ignore purpose and that, and that terminology is definitely more prevalent these days. Organizations are trying to achieve a greater good that elevates all of this. And we won't go into that so much here. We'll go that, into that more in the next episode, which is going to focus on, on brand building and brands with purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a favorite version of a vision statement for me is to make people happy. And that's Disney's uh, sort of quite wholesome. It's about positive value. It's simple. It's ambitious. Uh, and the fascinating thing, though, if you think about Disney, is that actually where they are at the moment, you've got to constantly sense check this. Uh, as I was reading about Disney's mission, I then found a number of visions and a number of submissions that sort of defeat the purpose at the end of the day. Uh, I think that may well come out in our practical plan. And actually, you have to constantly sense check the, the environment you're in as well, and make sure you're really living and breathing it. Disney are being questioned at the moment as to whether they're opening too soon, whether their um, parks are safe. So again, are you really living up to that overall sort of statement? And 70% of vision statements can now, um, cannot be remembered, according to Forbes. And that in, my, in itself, I think is quite fascinating as well. A couple others that I think do the job very, very well. TED, um, spread ideas. I mean, that's just, it's, it just is so inspiring in terms of what TED do, does. And it's mm. so clear from that it's mission. Great, yeah, it's a great mission statement. That was for Ted. I think it, it brings it to life. Patagonia, so one of the, the case studies we've brought to life before is around build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. Very, very clear, practical, simple to understand and to follow as well. So let's get into a six-step plan for this. Uh, first one is very much about know the difference between that vision and mission and the values and how to create them. Uh, we won't go into the definition. I think Sam did that, but it's important that you understand that one is external focus. One, um, while your mission is a, a simple statement of your organization purpose. Uh, one that comes to mind, I think, is Nike. Uh, their um, vision statement is about bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete. And of course, there's the, the asterisk, uh, if you have a body, you are an athlete, mm -hmm. um, which, it, which is powerful and it's, it's very, very bold, but it's also inspiring as well. The mission, the mission statement is, is much more practical. It, it covers the values, the innovation, the sustainability, the diversity and the community. Uh, and for me, I think I see it as the vision is the, the inspiration and the memorable nature of it, while the mission, think workable and reflective. And I love this Lewis Carroll quote that if you don't know where you are going, any road will get you there. Use this as your motto. Be clear 
on your North Star because otherwise you're not going to get very far. Mm. So that's point one of a pan. Point number two, leverage insights and collaborate. Get input from everyone involved in your organization and all stakeholders as well, be them investors, customers, um, suppliers. uh, It really doesn't matter. And and you can do that simply. Just get those questionnaires out there. Use something like SurveyMonkey to take a temperature uh, check in terms of what's going on and look at what is part of your DNA or, or what should be part of your DNA. Find out from your customers or, or your employees the issues that you're trying to fix. What are their fears? What are their hopes, their aspirations? And what do they think the solution could look like? And where do mm. they think that you could fit into the ecosystem? And this can be done simply and practically. Run focus groups. It's easy. You don't need an expensive research agency to do that. Do it yourself. Find yourself an objective facilitator. Get some beers. Get some. Get a room. Get some pizza. Get a small incentive and source some volunteers from different stakeholder groups. Now, this isn't going to be representative, and it doesn't mean you need to follow every single word. But perception is reality, and 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 you don't need that uh, sort of glossed research. I don't think is probably the best way of saying it. All you need is a survey monkey, a dictaphone, a transcript and a facilitator. Uh, I think the next one that sort of springs to mind is about making sure that you use your customers, uh, collaborate with iconic customers, a a community or a fan base. We we talked before about the concept of super fans, and and I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Fanocracy is a great book written by David Meerman Scott, and one of the examples in the book that I particularly like uh, is Haggerty Insurance, which is a specialist classic car provider. And the CEO, uh, Mikhail Haggerty, came out with a clear statement, uh, insurance sucks. And you uh, can't really say more bluntly than that about your, your market and, and where you, you play. And, but he took a very different approach to a lot of the industry by trying to create a human connection make it not about insurance, about a person's passion for a car. And he set himself on the mission to be an integral part of that community, attending car shows, thinking about the, the lives of a family of people that were classic car um, collectors, um, setting up a Haggerty Drivers Club with goal to reach 6 million people, so it became a movement. And their vision was to create vans, not to sell insurance. And I think that's quite powerful there, Sam. Mm, absolutely. Uh, as, as you're talking there, Chris, it's making me think of how else you can build on this plan. And I would say the step three, third point there is to craft a beautiful statement. Uh, kind of sounds easy, but that means you're engaging and you're actually hiring experts to help you. Make sure that you your, your statement is clear and, and, and crafted and, and crafted simply. It needs to be understood by everyone. It's not a tagline or an ad, ad slogan. So you've got to really think deeply about it. Make sure it includes the issues and problems you're aiming to solve. What are your shared beliefs and values and why your company comes to light, why it should come to the forefront? One of my favorite statements is Lemonade's mission statement, which is to transform insurance from a necessary evil into a social good. And there are companies mostly in, in US and Germany, uh, basically by definition says that insurance is a social bad. And every time I think of that I question, why am I with other insurance companies when I should be with Lemonade? 
The, the fourth one is communicate, communicate, and yes, communicate. Uh, make sure that everyone within the organization is aware of what the ultimate goal is and how you're actually going to get there. Have multiple stories somewhere where they're visible and easily accessible. So, for example, that means being able to communicate a new product that you're producing or a new product that you've launched in a 100-word concept statement that fits into 15 seconds that everyone knows, everyone can access, and everyone can tell. The fifth one I would add to the plan is have your point of view. Have a point of view. Don't sit on the fence and put your company's thumbprints all over it. There should be some personality and an understanding of, of culture built into the, the statement, the, the mission statement, the, the point of view that you have. Brand activism nowadays is real. When Ben and Jerry's post content on their website about dismantling white supremacy, it, it's come from years and years and years of social activism. Mm. You can find an abundance of material, be it to do with the climate and the environment, to where they source ingredients and their suppliers, be it about marriage equality, be it about Black Lives Matter related. They've been doing that for so long now. They, they've become a cultural reference point that competitors and market players actually compare themselves against or get compared against. You know, when Ben and Jerry's put out their statement, everyone sort of says, this is the benchmark. And now everyone else has to catch up or, or not if they, if they can't get there. So, so you need to say something that forces people to stop and take notice. Make sure it's differentiated and it could be easily recognized as your company statement so it's not confused with others. Um, for me, again, you can do that by identifying an issue that directly supports the experience that you're trying to drive. You publish that opinion, shout about it, make sure everyone knows about it. For me, Prezi, P-R-E-Z-I, or for my American friends, P-R-E-Z-I, uh, that's a great example. Um, they aim to reinvent how people share knowledge, tell stories, and inspire their audiences to act. And we all hate PowerPoint. Sorry, Microsoft. And so Prezi, I think, is doing a great job in telling the stories and really inspiring audiences to act when you receive a Prezi. It's so much better and different to, say, a PowerPoint. So anyway, uh, another example, case study I want to share is, is go, let's go back to that lemonade example. And remember, the mission statement is to transform insurance from a necessary evil into a social good. Now, it's funny that we're talking a lot about insurance mm, companies two case studies, right then. now. Two, two case studies, because I actually think they're doing this really well. So, so Lemonade, they treat the premium that you pay, like they treat basically treat my premium like it's my money, not theirs. So in a, they're an insurance company that says, hey, actually, it's, it's my money <laughs> and not the company's money. And, and then everything becomes simple and transparent. So they take a flat fee. And they pride themselves on how quickly they pay their fees. They actually report out on their on their site, you know, how quickly they pay out, and and how quickly the algorithm or their their quotes get paid out from uh, from the mobile device. And um, basically, they take a um, so they get their fees, and and then they give what's left behind at the year end to something that you care about personally. So they've designed Lemonade to bring out the best in people, while giving society a push for the better. And that's why they introduced their give back um, model. Basically, you get a policy, you select a nonprofit that you care about. And then once a year, they tally up all the unclaimed money left from you and others who, who chose the cause, and then they donate it to that to those causes. And they've given away 600, 700, almost a million dollars in the past 12 months or so to that. And for me, that's a great example of bringing your mission to life. Yeah, I must admit, I hadn't heard of that before. I, I do like that. And it is interesting that we've uh, 
we've got two case studies from insurance providers in there. And and I think there is a bit about um, re-examining the markets that you're in. You, you, sort of, um, you, know, you talk quite eloquently about that. And I think that's an important part. And, and actually, the final part of the plan, point six, is think how you're going to measure against your your um, mission or your vision. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on this one because the reality is it very much depends what you set out to do. But you need to think creatively about how you are going to measure it and make sure that it is tangible um, and so that everyone can see those benchmarks in terms of what you've achieved there as well. So, Sam, let's just summarize those uh, six points. Uh, Number one, know the difference between vision and mission and values and how you're Mm -hmm. going to create them critically important as a starting point there i think leverage insights and make sure you're collaborating effectively with everyone yeah and then the third one is craft a beautiful statement and i love that word beautiful it's really got to be this beautiful copy that really stands out that's the third one fourth one is communicate communicate and guess what communicate so fundamental to get that communication out there and right the fifth one is have your point of view, actually have a point of view and, and put it out there. It should really stop people to think. Good. Yeah. And finally, think how you're going to measure it, but make sure that you do. Okay. Sam, uh, one thing I've, before we move on, which I think sort of came through earlier on, was the, was the importance of fans, wasn't it? We, we discussed mm-hmm. this when we were preparing the show and that idea that actually you're doing a lot of this for your uh, sort of super customers and the need that actually you want to make sure that you've got something that resonates with them. And one thing that we're very clear about is that feedback over the last shows has helped shape where we go now. And that's part of the reason why we've done this season as we have to provide a bit more of a practical guide. But there is a, there's an ask for us as well, I think, is that so far we're pleased to say we've got a hundred percent five-star ranking in, uh, in iTunes, but we actually haven't got that many rankings is, is the honest truth about it, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we could, we could do with a bit of love right now. This is the shameless plug section of our own show. Definitely, definitely. And again, you know, we've been reviewing the marketplace and thinking we shouldn't be afraid to put a shameless plug in here and there. So if, you, if you've got a spare minute, go and, put the, uh, go and press pause and just go and give us a bit of love on iTunes. That would really help us, wouldn't it? So, what are we going to take out of of this uh, podcast so far? I think the first thing with the action plan, and this is going to be a common theme for us, isn't it, Sam, is like, don't just put this to one side and think, right, I've got a sixth step and I'm going to get to it. So let's start tomorrow. And I think mm-hmm. the point to start tomorrow is ask people and ask yourself what your mission and vision is. If you get 10 different answers or you're struggling to remember it yourself, then you have to go back to basics or your company has to go back to basics on that. Wouldn't you agree, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good test a test of a, a good idea is if you get the same answer or lots of different answers or no answer is probably the worst response, which means you have to go back to the drawing board and get started. Yeah. So look, Sam, as, as usual, time is catching up with us. So why don't you give us three key takeaways from this session? Yeah, the first one I'd say is do the work, then leave it alone. This is a journey in doing this mission, vision and values um, well. It requires perseverance, it requires sweat and it requires commitment. And, and you've got to invest the time and then put it out there. So therefore, secondly, embed it everywhere. 
No employee, no customer, no client, no consumer, no shareholder or investor should be ignorant of it. Everyone should know about it. You should be eulogizing about this philosophy. And then thirdly, check for understanding. And if people don't get it, clarify and repeat as needed and continue to repeat till you get that, that message out there. Good. Excellent. Really nice and clear. Um, and if, if you want to explore this in any more detail, two things I would suggest is go, go and check out Fanocracy. And I'm not on commission, I promise you, but it's a, it's a great <laughs> read. And check out that Forbes article. We'll put the link on the website uh, around the amount of brand missions that aren't remembered. It's, it's a really good read as well. So for next episode, we're going to focus on brand building. And, and this is incredibly important. It's about how do you practically bring the brand to life in a simple, motivating way so that everyone on a brand understands it? How do you leverage that perspective of different functional areas and be informed from major customers or competitors what they think, where they believe the strengths or weaknesses are? And, and of course, importantly, looking at a whole lot of that is how do you develop long-term plans anticipating potential hurdles so there's a lot to cover in this one uh, which we haven't done in previous episodes so i'm really looking forward to it yeah absolutely chris again yet again you, you're putting us to work but I, I like this topic this is one of my passion points as a marketer um, getting involved in brand building so let's get on with the research for that chris and until next week have a great week across the pond well that's it for this week's show we hope you enjoyed it Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or anything else, then click on follow, subscribe or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow at gmail.com.